Dad, I have a question. What is quantum computing? Hi, everyone. I'm Luke. And I'm Spencer. And on today's episode of Dad, I have a question. We're going to be talking about quantum computing. All right, Luke, it's a great question. And I have just the person to help us answer it. His name is Chad Rigetti, and he's the founder and CEO of Rigetti Computing, which is a company that is merging with my SPAC. And you'll remember from the SPAC episode that that's another way for companies to go public. So um, you know, if anyone wants to learn more about SPACs, check out the SPAC episode. But let's bring in Chad, uh, who knows as much as anyone in the world about quantum computing. Hi, Chad. Hey, Spencer. Well, thanks for joining. Um, please help explain to Luke and our listeners, what is quantum computing? Uh, quantum computing is one of the most important and exciting uh, emerging technologies in the world today. So imagine if you could build a computer say the size of a, you know, a, a kitchen or a car that would be more powerful than all the computers in the world today. Uh, that's what quantum computing is. And uh, ultimately what this technology does is leverage uh, new physical laws like quantum mechanics to store and process information exponentially faster than traditional computers. Um, that sounds amazing. What um, what is quantum mechanics, uh, and how does that, how would that play into quantum computing? So, so at the lowest level of nature, if you look at the tiniest building blocks of the universe, uh, things are governed by a set of laws called quantum mechanics. These are laws that this is one of the things that made Albert Einstein famous. So, discovering some of the principles of quantum mechanics, uh, that theory describes nature at the lowest level. Can you give an example of a, of a law of quantum mechanics? Uh, yes, one of the most interesting things about quantum mechanics is that uh, it describes uh, it describes nature as, as both waves and particles at the same time. So in quantum mechanics, uh, things can exist in what are called superposition states. That might be, if you wanna make an analogy of flipping a coin, it could be that the coin landed heads and tails at the same time. And so long as it's a quantum mechanical system like a single atom or a single photon or electron, the building blocks of the universe at the lowest level, it behaves according to these strange laws of quantum mechanics. Quantum computers use these strange laws to represent and process information in fundamentally new ways. Um, so I guess uh, branching off of that, what, um, what makes a quantum computer function differently from a regular computer? How does it uh, use the laws of quantum mechanics? Uh, quantum computers encode, you know, they, the building blocks of quantum, computer, quantum computers are different than classical computers. Traditional computers, all of them, whether they're laptops or giant supercomputers or even our, you know, our, our iPhones that we carry on our pockets uh, are based on transistors. Quantum computers are based on things called qubits and, and qubits behave according to these odd laws of quantum mechanics. And because of that, quantum computers are able to process information in these new ways and they're able to solve problems uh, by looking at solutions to those problems simultaneously rather than doing so uh, kind of sequentially as with traditional machines. Uh, what, kind of, what kind of problems would a quantum computer be well-equipped to solve that perhaps a traditional computer couldn't? Uh, that's a great question. There's problems that uh, require crunching massive amounts of data. Uh, there's things like very large scale climate simulations that are just limited by our ability to kind of represent and encode those problems. Crunching very large data sets to look for obscure correlations that might help understand why maybe rare side effects of, of a treatment might take place. Um, or problems that, that really relate to simulating nature itself. So understanding the building blocks of nature, 
one of the most exciting and, and kind of uh, impactful applications is going to be using quantum computers to uh, simulate molecules and materials for new medicines, for example, and new treatments for diseases, uh, and accelerating kind of the pace of, uh, of research and development in pharmaceutical. Um, and as, as someone uh, well involved in the quantum computing industry, what do you see as the, the timeline for quantum computers? Are they, are they already very much here or will we see them integrating in the next few years? So you could go online tonight and open up an account and uh, write a simple program and be running on a real quantum computer. Uh, we, uh, quantum computers have been around in, in different forms for about the past five years or so. And uh, what's happening right now is that the performance and the scale of these systems is starting to reach a point where they're, they're starting to exceed the performance of classical computing, classical tradi you know, traditional computers uh, for the first time. And with that, there's a lot of both excitement from a core technology perspective, uh, new people kind of moving into the industry, uh, as well as, as companies starting to you know, buy access to these machines. Uh, and, and with that, with that being said, do you think that there will be a point where uh, the traditional computer perhaps phases out um, for for people on on all levels, um, like the maybe the individual computer uh, for someone becoming a quantum computer one day? Uh, if you go out many many decades, uh, it, you, you should. I would, I would never bet against the inevitable advance of technology. That said, over the next couple of decades, quantum computer quantum computers are most likely gonna be used kind of as accelerators for existing computing systems. You might use it in conjunction with, uh, you know, with uh, tra traditional chips or GPUs or something like that, or traditional cloud computing or high-performance computing to accelerate and you know, improve the overall performance of the integrated system. And uh, uh, one day it is possible that we'll have kind of quantum computers in our laptops, but that day is pretty far out in the future. And can you can you uh, explain more into how um, how a quantum computer is integrated with a traditional computer? Um, yeah, uh, right. I guess I guess I mean uh, you you spoke about running the code of a uh, typing in code to run a quantum computer on a traditional computer. Um, quantum computers operate today as accelerators for for traditional computers. So you'll write you'll write simple programs. Those programs will be. Um, executed by classical computers and they'll send instructions to a quantum computer. Uh, and then the data will come back from the quantum computer and both of those will really work in tandem to solve a problem. Uh, the interesting thing is that many of the familiar programming languages that people have learned over the past couple of decades can also be used to build quantum programs that are then parsed by the, you know, by, by the technology stack to execute on both quantum and classical uh, computing systems. Very interesting. Dad, do you have there, any questions? Yeah. Are there any downsides of quantum computing? Talk about code breaking and I don't know what, if these things are so almost infinitely powerful, what, what negative effects might arise from them? Uh, computing technology has always been kind of a core driver of, uh, of economic development and societal progress. It can, computers can be used for, you know, uh, the limits are, it's kind of limited by human imagination. And ultimately, uh, computers, you know, quantum computers may enable us to kind of crack codes that are today secure at some point in the future. Um, and ultimately, uh, that, you know, that leads to a, com it just makes it an incredibly interesting space, an incredibly interesting technology. Um, ultimately, it's one of the reasons it's important to countries as well, not just companies and not, and not just 
uh, individuals, but it, it is an important technology at the at the kind of geopolitical level. Are there other countries? I mean, are uh, where does the U.S. stack up relative to other countries on their investing in this industry? Everything that we can see, the United States continues to be in a leadership position. There's a obviously a, a large rivalry with China that centers around advanced technology. And quantum computing is, is emerging as a big part of that kind of tech rivalry between those countries. Interesting. Uh, should I, should I yeah, wrap, summarize? Yeah, wrap up, Luke, by summarizing what quantum computing is. Uh, so to summarize, quantum, uh, quantum computing is an emerging technology that allows uh, traditional computers to interface, uh, to interface and write code to um, conference and solve problems with the help of quantum computers which are computers uh, that have far, uh, far more computing power because they can, uh, they can, see, inf uh, they can see information uh, not as, as binary, but as uh, two things happening at the same time. So they can solve problems much faster. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Dad? Thanks a lot, Chad, appreciate it. Thank you, Luke. Thank you, Spencer. Great to talk with you both. Thank you. Isn't that the recording? Uh, that